Hello and welcome back to another episode of the DigiTalks podcast. I am your host, Natalie, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Kirsty Sage. Hi. Now, this is going to be fun because you definitely know Kirsty from Instagram. <laughs> the, the, gram, the gram envy is real. Yeah, look, my chaotic energy is always there, right? <laughs> like, it's great. If, if I ever see anyone, they're like, I always watch your stories and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Well, if you haven't been watching Kirsty's stories, with eight years of industry experience under her belt, Kirsty has carved a path in the industry, quickly rising from apprentice to salon owner to educator with a combination of fearlessness, intuitive skill and creativity. Known for consistently pushing the boundaries, breaking the rules, we love that, when it comes to hair and having a good laugh whilst doing so. She's both hilarious and talented on the gram. Her intuitive understanding of social media makes this boss bitch a double threat. Opening her salon, James by Kirsty Ann Hare, in May of 2019, she's very well known for her lived-in dimensional blondes and the fun atmosphere she encourages that keeps the clients lining up at her salon door. Babe. Do you love it? That intro. <laughs> I love how excited everyone gets with intros. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You I should be an MC. My head is not fitting through that door. I'm telling you that right now. That was really great. Thank you. That was very right. kind. Now you're comfortable, right? Yeah. Am I? Nah, that was great. Thank you. Tell me, have you always wanted to be a hairdresser? No, I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay, that's... Don't. No. No, not at all. It didn't work, obviously. I couldn't do it. But I came from a long line of hairdressers in my family. And, you know, I, I never really touched on it. And then my, my school, I went to Aberfoyle Park and I was a menace at school. And they were like, we I believe need, that. Yep, yep. And they were like, we need to keep her attention going. <laughs> like, this girl needs help. So I actually started going to TAFE um, yep. just one day a week and it was purely just to get my grades up. <laughs> and then I ended up falling in love with it and naturally being really good at it because I'm using my hands. I was, yeah. I'm a very creative person and I love people and I love women. Yeah. And so it just fell so easily for me. It was just the easiest thing ever. And I was like, oh. Okay, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> do you think you possibly revolted from not being a hairdresser because there were so many in your family? You're like, I got to do something different? Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Also, I, I remember having one teacher look at me one day and he was just like, you're going to be nothing but a hairdresser. And he said it in a really nasty way. And that man should not be a teacher. Oh, babe, so old. Retire. Get over it. Like, sorry that <laughs> I've done. got life in me and it was in your face. And he said it in such a nasty way. And I always grew up feeling really unintelligent, like yeah. really, really dumb. And I think that I just didn't want to fall into that category. And then when I just started being like, fuck, what? I don't care. I'm just going to do what's best for me and what I love. Because if I get to wake up every day and do something I love, I'm going to be really good at it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how one person's opinion or comment can stick with us? I just, do you know why? I always think if I ever see him, <laughs> it's like the episode like, of Sex and the City. If I ever see Big again, are you practicing what you'd say? Absolutely. I curse the day you were born. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. That'll be me. And I, I just, I've got him to thank, but also I can't wait to see him and just hunt him down and be like, you. It's really interesting. And I think, you know, it makes you, you know, as a human, kind of mm. think a little bit more about some things you might say because that could stick with someone. Oh, absolutely. That could be in the back of their mind. So young. I was so young. I was so vulnerable to say it in such like a nasty way. And I also battled with that going into hairdressing because there's so many hairdressers. Yeah. 
there's like nine different salons along where I'm located, yeah. you know? And to not let that get in your head that like, oh, I'm tapping into an industry that's saturated and it yeah. always is, always has been. To not let that get into your head when you've had a comment like that is difficult, challenging, but I just had my blinkers on and I was like, I'm just going to have fun every day and just... Yeah. I love that. With it. Yeah. I'm really glad you mentioned that it is a saturated industry because yes. I mean that's the nature of the beast, right? So mm-hmm. how did you kind of approach differentiating in those early days? So I kind of looked at what was I okay, so social media was sort of up and coming. Like yep. Instagram was like a new thing. Did we still do posts with borders and like really oh heavily my God. filtered? Yeah. yeah. So heavily filtered. I love what was that? Oh Valencia. <laughs> yes. That- that was it. That was my favourite one. And like editing hair photos was just okay to do back yeah. then. Um, but I kind of looked at what was in and it wasn't really working for me to continue like that. So again, I just kind of started doing what I really enjoyed. And I feel like when you are really tapping into yourself like that, everything, content creation, clients, work comes naturally because you're staying true to you. But I actually got really well known for like vibrant colors. Like I'm talking like fluorescent pink and like uh, insane like blues. And who was letting you dye their hair that color? Anyone I I could grab, it was insane. And that's what I got really well known for and then completely had to like rebrand myself depending on what I wanted. But, you know, I kind of, again, just was focusing on what made me happy and tapping into social media when it wasn't really a thing that hairdressers did, especially then. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just showing my personality really separated me a little bit more that I was like, every day I was like, me again, me again. And but also people of, are buying you. You know, we had this conversation offline yeah. before. Hairdressers have the most intimate relationship with yeah. their clients, right? Yes. Like you tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. Yes. Like yeah. that's just a bond. Yeah, it is. And I think particularly in an era now, where I don't think there's as much loyalty with hairdressing as there once was. No, no. Um, how do you keep that relationship going? And that's showing your face. Absolutely. Yeah, making it personal. Yeah. Making them, like, even when I have people ask me, how do you talk online and how do you show your face on social media and have, like, a conversation? And I'm like, I don't think about the thousands of people I'm addressing. I'm like, I'm talking to my girl. I'm talking to my best friend. I've called my friend and I'm just going to chat to her. You know, like... Just kind of taking that edge off of it. But I it, love that. Yeah, it helps. And it, it makes it personal to the one person watching it. Well, you know what? I'm really glad you say that because it's the best advice I ever got. Because I was I was a late bloomer when it came to like speaking to the camera. I hate yes. doing it. I, you know, my marketing is not about me. It's about the work that we do and the team. Yes. But I kind of bit the bullet and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. And the best advice I got was you're talking to one person. Absolutely. So don't do the, hey, guys, it's... Hey, like I'm just doing this. Yeah. I'd love to know what you think about XYZ. Yes. It's you're talking to one person. Yeah. Yeah. Narrow it down because it's there's only person. one person watching. Exactly. They're not all huddled around going, no. Oh my gosh, she's talking no. again. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut her up. No, 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 no. It's it that's exactly right. And it was the best thing that I ever did because you know what? The second I started doing it, the second I started booming as well. Yeah, I bet. Like it was just my followers were growing and, you know. More people were wanting to book in with me because they felt safe and comfortable with me. They felt like they knew you before they even met you. And I think that's what social media is amazing for. It creates this connection before you've even met the person. So when people would come in, they probably felt like they'd known you for years. Yes, yeah, exactly. And it takes the nerves off of everything. Mm. You know, like I get up and I talk to hundreds of people sometimes, but I immediately turn around and go, they all know me. It's fine. 
I catch it. Yeah, I'm mates with them. It's fine. And if they don't, they're going to figure it out very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> They'll figure out what I'm about very quickly. So, yeah. I think social media does kind of remove those barriers. Mm. And I think it's one of the best things about it. You know, what's that? I don't know who I was talking to this about the other day. That meme where it's like you see someone, you're like, I don't know where that'd be like, hey, how are you going? Or, hey, how was your trip to <laughs> Melbourne on the 3rd of October? And you wore that really cute outfit. Yes, babe, you did that to me when I walked in. Yeah, I did. You it's true. Like, yeah, you were like, how was your trip? I was like, sorry. <laughs> Guilty. I yeah. follow you. Yeah, but like, no, it's exactly right. And I think that's an amazing power behind it all because that's... Well, it's a great marketing. conversation starter too, isn't it? Right. And but also like, that's marketing, is it not? Like making like making a person feel something for whatever they're seeing or yep. all of that. Yeah, it's 100%. What did your career progression look like? Did you work somewhere else before and then open your own salon? So I finished my apprenticeship at a tiny little salon and that was the greatest part of one of the greatest parts of my career because it was myself and only the owner. Yep. So she just threw me into the deep end and let me do whatever I want, which is... Is that how you learn best? Dangerous. Yes. Yeah. You can't tell me anything. Just let me get in there. Let me touch. Let me do it. And she unfortunately had to close. And uh, she got... I think she got a little bit ill, which is yep. very sad. And she started working from home. But what she did is she actually signed me off two years early. So, wow. Yeah, so, which is like super daunting because, you know, I wasn't... Did you even, feel ready? No, not at all. Not at <laughs> it's all. It's a hard no. Yeah, it was one of those moments where, I, like I mentioned before, just faking it till you make it because I was so scared uh, to just like go out there and yeah. not have the backing of I'm an apprentice or not having any of that. Yeah. And so, you know, thank God for my social media presence because I had so many salons have their eye on me. Yeah. And I ended up applying for one of the most well-known salons yep. here in Adelaide. And they were immediately like, yeah, we we know you. We've been following your stuff. I'd love to get you in. And I was shitting myself. I was so scared. I got there an hour early, sat in my Ford Festiva. Oh, bless. Out in the car park, like quivering, calling my mum, <laughs> calling my dad. I was so nervous. And I, you know, got the job there. And, you know, that was a great time as well. That was only two years, but I met, I worked with beautiful girls. Um, and one of them was Beck. Yep. Who is now um, renting a chair out of the salon. And then two years there, I then went out and rented a chair myself. To be quite frank, I got fucked over a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a bit of an incident where people stole from me, changed yeah. the locks on me, just picked up and moved and I was left high and dry. And I remember going home after that. I remember sitting there and I was shaking. I was so upset after working my ass off to have, you know, two grown men take stuff from me and do that. And it was really... How did you handle that? Um, I cried a lot. I uh, got in contact with a lawyer. Just tried to put my big girl pants on as much as possible and just try to keep on going. But very quickly, my mindset, like, it was like a snap. I yeah. woke up the next day and I was like, if they can run a business, poorly, mind yeah. you, if they can run a business, I can do it. And that was it for me. It was like a little fire in the belly, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They happened You messed me. with the wrong gal. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> And I just remember thinking, you know, I will make sure that I do this well and I treat people differently. Yeah. And, and I bring kindness to the table because all I fucking wanted was a place to just come in every day and do what I loved. Yeah. And no one could provide that for me. Yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I was 
just went out and made it Making myself. myself. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah, so... And I, I relate to that. Because right? I, do, I do feel like, you know, we were talking again offline as well, you learn from previous experiences and previous employers. And, yeah. you know, I've learned so much along the way. But the biggest thing that I think about when I, when I go to work with my team, it's I'm going to make that space that I always wanted. Exactly. Exactly right. And when you come at it from a point of that, it's also you're going to align yourself with the correct people because if they love what you're putting out there... And they'll be happy to stay. They'll be happy to be in that groove, you know? It's rare, I think. It is. It, it is. is. And I think it's um, it's a little bit of, you know, you don't, I don't expect people to love what they do. You know what they say? Yeah. You love what you do and you never work a day in your life. Yeah. There's hard days. Like oh that's God. just the nature yeah. of the beast. But I like to think that the good makes up for the bad. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a mindset thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are days where I want to shave my own head and call it quits. There are days where I'm like, why? The, why right, Britney I? Spears. No, literally, Britney moment. Wait, I have minute, we're going to see you on Shit Adelaide shaving your head. <laughs> In my own head. Yeah. Salon Watch this. <laughs> Fuck this. I can't do it. But yeah, there are hard days and always, always. When you're an employee, when you run a business, everything, there are difficult days. But if you can provide a space for people that's safe, and that they can come in and clearly do their job without the toxic shit behind it, mm -hmm. you're worlds above a lot of people. How do you personally handle it when you are having a bit of a shitty day and, you, you know, you have to go in and put on that happy face? Yeah, and I'm very open. I will talk to my team. Like, if something's happened... I don't try to stuff it down and hide it because I want to create an environment where they feel like they can talk about it. Yeah, as well. it's safe. Yes, exactly. So, uh, like, I'll come in and be like, I'm ruined. I'm, I'm exhausted. Or this has happened. This has happened. And I feel like the second you say it and get it out, you're also not trying to hide it or beat it down or be in a bad mood. I'm just, I'm done. Giving it the space that it needs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, being well aware of the energy I bring into the space. It's massive. It's, yeah. it's massive. And you got to, you got to be on top of that. Otherwise, you've got your team and then you've got clients sitting in there for hours. And if you're in a shit mess, everyone else is in a shit mess. Isn't it interesting how it flows on? Oh, my God. Trickles down, right? Yeah. It's... And it can be the littlest thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I've actually um, recently, which I'm so excited to say this, by the way, um, stopped drinking, like, altogether. Okay, so I need I've to take like, a leaf out of your book. I've, <laughs> so I've actually gone like 60 days sober. Wow. Yeah. So before I went through New Year's, my friend's birthday, my everything. But that actually, it has been a massive help to not have the Sunday scaries, Monday scaries, Tuesday. Yeah. That whole thing. That's, yeah. that's It's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Nasty. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I, I couldn't keep going down that when I needed to be present every day that I was there for my yeah. team. And so that's been a massive help. Not for everyone, but... Well done. Yeah, thank you. That's thank all. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been good. It's different. It's, I think it's about identifying, you know, like you said, it's not for everyone. It's about identifying the small things that you can do. Oh, absolutely. That are going to make the difference. So if that's getting up early, an hour earlier and just going for a walk around the block, yep. if that clears your head, like yep. just find something. And it's been a really consistent theme with a lot of people. We, I don't think it matters what industry you're in. We yeah. all feel this innate pressure yes. to succeed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think people are shifting how they're doing that. So mm. like we were talking about before, everyone having their fingers in all these pots, I think it comes out of that. But I think it's just, you know, showing up for yourself so that you can show up for others as well. You know, 100%. doing all of that so that I can be the best that I can possibly be so that I don't collapse if somebody turns around and says they're quitting or... Well, and that's that's the, <laughs> the hard reality of running a business, isn't it? And yes. I think, you know, what's, what's that old saying? You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. 
Yes. Um, That's exactly it, which is probably why you feel like you're going to get sick. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need to fill your cup finally. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I think it's about identifying and sitting with yourself and going, what does that actually look like for me? Yeah. Because what it looks like for me is not necessarily what it's going to look like for you. No, absolutely not. Or the person next to me. Absolutely not. So I think it's actually, it can be quite a scary process to actually think, what makes me feel good? I feel like, so I'm 20, I turned 28 this year and I feel like I have gone through such massive changes in my life and they're the best changes that I could have ever had. But I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm still, I'm, I'm actually just figuring that out. I'm not shy when I tell everyone that I go to therapy. I, I have a, my therapist is my best friend. Oh, I you and me her. both. Shout out, Karen. Love you. <laughs> love you so much. Everyone needs a therapist. I Everybody. think I hate how in Australia it's such a taboo thing, whereas in America, if you don't have a therapist, there's, there's something, something wrong, wrong with you. With you. That's exactly, <laughs> I say that to my family all the time. They're like, don't talk about it. I'm like, if you don't, if you think you don't need therapy, you need a therapist. Yeah, you're delusional. Me, yeah. But I've had these conversations with her because even she said about pouring your cup, she's like, you can't wait to burn out to pour your cup. You've got to do it every day. Yep. And figuring that out, what actually does that for you, is hard. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. Like, some days I'll get up and go for a beach walk and I will actually think my shit doesn't stink. I think I'm the best person in the world. Yeah. I can conquer everything. I'm going to be a millionaire in two years' time. Like I'll think all of that. And then, like, like to be completely honest, for today, I was like, I went for a walk, did it all, did the exact same thing. And I was like, I'm not no, feeling it. I'm not feeling it. You know, so, but it's a really important thing to find. So I'm enjoying that journey, figuring it out. Journey is the perfect word. You know, you're not going to have everything worked out by the age of 28. Like, I look back... It's really funny. So I um, probably would have spoken at this by now, but I got asked to speak at the International Women's Day Prefect Assembly at Saints Girls, my, oh my, my God. school. And That's I was beautiful. reflecting upon, you know, what I'm going to present about. And I actually dug out the Year 12 DVD. <gasps> Stop and it. it's a video of me and my still some of my best friends and saying, you know, where do we see ourselves in 10 years? And yeah. 10 years is 28. Yeah. And I said I'd be married with, I think I said three kids. Stop that. And I would have a marketing agency. And wow. hey, one out of three is not bad. <laughs> um, three kids. But I thought, why is that the measure of success? Yeah, I know. And also at 28, mm, babe. And who knows like what, what life throws you? Oh, seriously. In those 10 years. You know, I, again, I reflect two career changes. My mum passed away. Like, life happens. Massive, massive life changes. I find it difficult. I always get asked, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, are you I fucking hate that serious? Question. Are you fucking serious? Let me get to tomorrow. Yes. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to get through this weekend, babe. Like, give yeah. me a minute. I get asked it all the time. And I'm like, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, don't fucking ask me because I don't know. Because if you look at my life five years ago, me, I was engaged. Yeah. I was not working for myself. I was like, it, it's completely completely different. I can't. So how do you manage that when people do ask you that question? Um, I say that I have short-term goals because that's what's important. I feel like if you've got goals, long-term goals, they lock you in, you know? You agree more. You you need to pivot. And I've become a yes man, which is the best thing that's ever happened to me. A yes man just to say yes to everything that even scares me and, you know, intimidates me. And if I didn't do that, or, you know, if I had this five-year plan, I wouldn't, I would not have the opportunity. I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. You know, I would not have the You could have very easily said no to me. (laughs) I'm a yes man. It's fine. But like, yeah, it's, I just am quite blunt about it because I think I used to be and it just set me up for questioning myself too much failure. Yep. You know, and it was causing so much anxiety for absolutely no reason. You literally are setting yourself up to fail. If you you lock yourself into something as a five-year goal. Yes. 
I don't think that that makes you feel good about the little things you're doing every day. And I think something that a a change in mindset that I've had is to actually reflect on things, you know, gratitude journal, something really simple. Yeah. When you start to consistently write down 10 things every day that you're grateful for, Mm. you start to get real granular and real deep. And it's not things like my friends, my family. It's the blue sky, the smell smell of summer, my coffee this morning. Exactly right. Like... You appreciate the small shit. It's the small shit that matters though. Like I, uh, my partner and I actually just recently started doing a little joy for the day. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's really nice. And so we, every day we come together and we say like a little joy and it's not the usual shit. So like I was away on the weekend and I was out on the balcony looking out to the ocean, which was stunning. And that was going to be my joy. But I looked over and I saw all these old people having a family. Like, it wasn't even a family. It was just like a dinner party. And I was like, that's my fucking joy. I love that. There was like 20 of them and they were all drunk and just having fun and they were older. And I was like, that, I love that. I could have watched them all night. But it's just the creep just sitting there watching these people. (laughs) You guys are cute. (laughs) I think I took a photo of it as well on a (laughs) big-ass camera. They would have looked up and been like, this bitch, but... You know, those things are, and I could have sat there and gone, oh, I'm so grateful that I'm away this weekend, but it's the little things that fill your cup every day, remind you that every little thing that you're doing or every little thing that goes on, there's important shit that matters, like grounds you a little bit too. Grounding, great, great choice of word. And it's different for everyone again. Yeah, exactly right. Grounding doesn't literally mean like, you know, going out to nature. It could be Mm -hmm. spending quality time with someone like a grandparent or, you know, someone that you don't spend a lot of time with. Like simple is better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the simple things. Slowing down, simple life, it's better. I want to talk about your approach to personal branding because obviously that is a big part of what grows the salon as a whole. Yes. How do you currently manage your own profile yourself and then the salon is managed by your team? Yeah. So my profile is me. Yep. And then James, the salon is now actually run by like a marketing manager that we got in. um, And she's amazing. She's Tanisha. She's incredible. And... I like to keep the two very different. You know, I kind of, I absolutely adore, love and respect anyone in marketing because I love how their minds work, right? So I... We're a special breed. Oh, (laughs) you are. And everyone brings their own flair to everything. And I love that. I've actually kind of just handed that over to her because I wasn't really happy how it was going before. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to let her do her thing. And I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. It's... So great. And it'd be cool for her too to kind of just like sit back in the corner a little bit and just watch the interactions that you guys have with your clients. Absolutely. What your client demographics like. Yeah, exactly. I even took her away this weekend just to show her the other side of my life, like the educating and stuff like that. And that has all just trickled into it as well, which is great. But I keep them very separate. And like my personal one used to be very different. Like I used to display every aspect of my life on there. That was a very harsh, not harsh, but interesting lesson I had to go through. Yeah. Um, because there's that fine line between like, you know, getting to know your audience and being close. Yeah. And then displaying your entire life so that when shit hits the fan. You felt I had to address it. I had to address it. And yeah. I hated that. Yeah. You know, separating from your from your ex. I don't want to fucking talk about that. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to. But the amount of message, and I take full responsibility for that. I made it their life as well, you know? And I often say when it comes to personal accounts, Mm. you've got to know where the boundaries are. Yes. Um, What you are and are not willing to share. You know, part of the, I do a lot of real estate agent one-on-one coaching. Yeah. And what I always say is you need to build that relationship, but you need to set the boundaries for what you are 
are willing to share. Absolutely. If you if you want to be a big per- person in a community, but, mm-hmm. but you're not willing to say what school your kids go to, yeah. that's fine, but you've got to know that and stick to that. Yes. If you want to show what you have for breakfast or how far you ran on Strava today, that's cool, but you've got to be consistent with that and stick to that. Exactly right. Because... Yeah. You're people, going to be okay with showing all of that. Exactly, because otherwise people are going to have that expectation. That's exactly right. If you stop. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember there was like one person that came up to me and was asking me all these different questions about my my Instagram and how that ties into my life. I can't remember what it was. It was in it was at an education and I think I just addressed everything that just happened in my life online and I was really almost bitter yeah. about that and needed to take some time. And you know, I hated that I did this, but I kind of just snapped. And I was like, if you think that you know everything about my life from what I show online, you are sorely mistaken. Yeah. And I was like, well, that was really quite mean of me, but I was obviously at my end. You were sick of addressing it. I was sick of addressing my life. And now I think that, you know, me now, I show aspects that I'm comfortable with and will be comfortable with to the to the limit that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm showing my partner, but I'm not showing all of him all to, the time. To like, the limit that if someone comes up to you and wants to talk about it, you're happy to have the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. They know it's there, but they don't know everything yeah. about it. Do you know what I mean? So I feel I, I'm finding the importance in a quieter private life. Yes. While showing myself off. So off, that's an interesting way to put that, but it's, it's ma- your market, life. but you're marketing yourself. Yes. Like, and I think this is the thing too, you know, when you look at personal branding in particular, there are layers to us. Yes. We're, we're like ogres. Yeah, we are. We're like onions. I'm ogres an ogre. Are like onions. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they have layers. Um, Shrek is my favorite I movie. Hate us. I can quote. I can quote the entire one through to three. Yeah, no, same, babe. We there's more to us. You are not just a hairdresser. Yeah. If you were just a hairdresser, people wouldn't connect to you. Yeah, exactly. There has to be something else there. You got to so find out what that is. Yes. Stick to it. Go with it. You know, people often say to me on my personal account, I will show if I'm out, like, I'm, I'm, if I'm drunk doing karaoke, I'm cool with it. That's me. That's exactly it's on right. my TikTok. That's exactly right. But that's me. And I think, you know, sh- and I think you're very much like this too. What you see on social media is what you get with me in real life. Yes. I don't want someone to look at me and go, oh, she's very prim and proper. And they meet me and I'm a bit crass. You're setting yourself up for failure. Correct. Like, and that is misleading. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. I've got two accounts as well. Like I've got like a private account, which is... <laughs> is that annoying though? So annoying. Also nice. I don't think like, I have I the mental like capacity be, for that. No, nah, I feel like I, I can be a feral on my other one though. So like not a feral. It's like a, my, it's like my, my it's love. Unfiltered. Yeah. Unfiltered. It, it's called, it's literally like bin chicken or something like that. It's like Kirsty Kardashian, but it's like bin chicken Kirsty or okay. something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it As shows, right? But it shows my partner and it shows his kids. And I I like to show that there because it's kind of like those aspects of my life. And I will show them on my other account, my hair page. Yep. And, you know, it's up to them if you want to follow that. But yep. I like having the difference. Yep. I mean, one always gets neglected quite a lot, which is my real personal one. But if I feel the need to just like bombard upload of like the shit show I had in October, I will. Photo dump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A good fat dump. We, a love, good fat, we love a big dump. <laughs> I, I do like that trend, I must say. I think it's, I think it's handy. I love it. Yeah, I think I, I I really do like where personal social media is going at the so moment. Do I. I do feel like people have a much healthier relationship with it. Yeah. Um. You know, I'd love to get your opinion on this, but when likes were removed, oh my, that was a game changer in my eyes. Oh my god, I felt it was that like a weight off off your shoulders. Like honestly, I felt like it was the 
best moment of my social career. Yeah. Like it was like, Jesus, I don't have to perform for anyone else now. I mean, I do for brands. You've got to come forward with brands and show your insights and stuff of like course. that. You've got to make yourself naked, basically. But yeah, it was the best thing ever. Did you find prior to that you were posting things that you knew were going to get a good response, but not necessarily what you wanted to post? Oh my God, yeah. I love colour. That's my life. That's what I tour with. That's what I do everything with. Mm. And I know how to get a repost or a save or a like. Yeah. And it's with Upstyles. Yeah. Because you're going your first brand rodeo. to brand, right? <laughs> you're going brand to brand and brand to consumer. You've got like, you know, your a wedding hairstyle, a formal hairstyle. You've got every age bracket. You've got everything. Upstyles are going to get you there. I don't want to do them. Yeah. I don't want to do them, you know? It's not what sparks you joy. It's not what sets my soul alight. There's no fire in that belly for it. Yeah. So, you know. But but you know that if you want to get a couple yep. of, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what I actually really liked about it. You know, I was working in influencer marketing when that all happened. And what I saw was people posting things that weren't necessarily, I guess, what they would normally post. Like, you know, yeah. the bombard of bikini pics kind of stopped. Yes. And then it was like aesthetic sunsets and yeah. food photos. And I'm like, yes, I'm here I for this. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like people kind of took back creative control yes. on their Instagrams. You know, yeah. um, the the first person I always think of is Jade Tunchi. Oh my God, yeah. Her entire grid changed. Yeah. It yeah. went from literally selfies with her incredible body. Yeah, what the fuck? To this, what looked like a, a mood board. Yes. And yes, I love that. That's I, feel it. Like, I feel like that's what Instagram in particular was for. Do you know, I feel like that's been a shift recently though. And I feel like uh, I don't, I could be wrong, but I feel as though that we have TikTok to thank for that. And like a younger generation yeah. in a way, because I think that they're sick of it. You know, and I when I think they about know it's Inst bullshit. Yeah. I think when I think about Instagram, it's changing now. But when I think about Instagram, I think about perfection. Yeah. And then when I think about TikTok, raw. Yeah. And I feel like that's why there's probably more people blowing up on TikTok, more this, because people are doing what's true to them. It's unhinged. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's chaotic. Unhinged. It's chaotic energy and we love to see it. You feel less alone. Yeah. I go on Instagram, I feel alone. Yeah. You know, I've got, I look at people, they've, they're editing their photos. I look at their bodies. I look at this. I look at that. It's it's not actually an app where it makes you feel good all the time. Yeah. And I look at TikTok and it's the complete opposite. So now that it's changing, mm. I love it because also younger girls, how much better is that going to be for the younger, male great, and female actually. Great environment for them to yeah, grow exactly. up in. Yeah. I think something that I, conversation I have had with other people as well is, you know, the impact of social media on the younger generation. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I can't even begin to imagine what it would have been like being a teenage girl with Instagram. I shudder oh, at the thought. Oh my God. I, we had MySpace. Yeah. And we had Tumblr, which was dangerous, you know. <laughs> Hashtag the inspiration. Oh my God. Fitzbo. Oh, babe. Yeah, it, was it was awful. And we had skinny me tea. And yeah. we had like all of this stuff. But with Instagram, there was like a deadly period, I yeah. feel, where it was like, everyone's just untouchable because nobody looks like that. No. And it just got to a point where it was like, you do, you just get sick of it, you know? You just you just want to snap out of it because you're like I've I've seen that girl she doesn't look like that yeah so you don't really know what's real and what's not there. well and I think but perhaps maybe because of your work you do look at people and go I know that's bullshit yes I often say to people as well I I think I have quite a healthy relationship with social media yeah. because I know that 99 of it is bullshit Ooh. but I worry about people that look at it and think it's real oh and there's there's still so many people out there like I get I get girls that bring in, in like photos and I'm like that's a wig like you know and they, they don't think they don't realize no they have no idea that's wow. daily it'll happen or like it's it's a wig or that's been edited or that's all hair extensions or this that the other and you've because I'm behind it same as you 
I know all of that. We know like, the tricks of the trade. I yeah, know we've got everything. the toolkit. <laughs> I'm like uploading photos where the girls have like 57 clips behind their head to make it look to like make it look got, fuller. Oh, I babe, love that trick. It's so good. I wish someone would do it to me. I got four strands on my head. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, but I think because I know all of that, and same with you, we've I kind of like detach myself from it yeah. a little bit more. But yeah, there are people out there that cannot. I uh, yeah, I, I worry about people that do compare because comparison is a thief of joy. Oh, yeah. And if you're scrolling and looking at people going, oh, their relationship's perfect or their life is perfect or they're always on holidays. Please. For all you know, that photo's from 2016. Oh, honey, exactly. Exactly. People filter through. People reuse, you know. I know couples that are posting the loveiest shit and I know that they hate each other. Yeah, it's actually, it's disturbing. Yeah, it is. I don't understand it. I see, especially with yesterday, Valentine's Day. Um, I was like, stop, what? Yeah, I must admit, I didn't really use my phone yesterday. Yeah, didn't you? <laughs> I wasn't uh, interested in it. You know what? I had a beautiful Valentine's Day. Actually, I came home to a balloon and a letter, handwritten letter. Oh. Yeah, See, really nice men nice. do exist. But yeah, they're out there. But then I was online. I was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I had a nice one. But again, this is the thing. Some things need to stay private. And I think exactly. when it comes to your personal brand mm. and I guess how you want to be portrayed or what you're willing to share. Yes. Don't like, have your filters. Like what are you willing yeah, to post? And, that's exactly like, right. What aligns with you? Mm. Just because everyone else is doing something, if everyone else jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? Yeah, exactly. No, it's exactly right. Sound like my mother. I, I was about to say, okay, mum, thanks for that. But yeah, it is, it is, it's so true. And I, I think my, my, sorry to bring him up again, but like my partner has changed my perspective on life as well. He's a very private person. And he's, you know, quiet and mm. he's one of the, he's an observer. And I really admire that because I obviously am not. <laughs> I feel the silence. But he's like very quiet and, you know, very private. And bringing, adjustment. Yeah, bringing that into my life, though, has made me also really value and appreciate that and also helped me with the fact that I'm like, oh, I want to keep things a little private. Yeah. Um, but that comes with maturity as well and age. You know, don't forget, you're, like, you're, you're 28. Yeah. I was just telling, I was just saying before that I love women in their 30s, right? Like, I, I can't wait to know my shit. Look, I can't I'm wait not, to know I'm who not, I am. <laughs> I'm not guaranteeing that you will know. I'm still, I'm still fumbling around like a baby giraffe, but um, there's definitely an exciting, I say confidence that comes with being in your 30s yes. and, and being a little bit more mm. unapologetically yeah, you. Yeah, babe. 30, women in their 30s are the sexiest, most incredible powerhouse things, beings. In the world. And then as I'm getting older, I'm looking also then women in their 40s too. They say like, the 40s age. are the best. I, I'm just, I used to be terrified of aging. Every woman in my family is terrified of aging. 100%. And I'm now at the point where I'm like, fuck, thank God. Get me out of my 20s now. But that's because we're raised, again, you know, go back to having the life plan. Yes. We're raised to think that after 30, we are, we're nothing. Oh my God. If you haven't had kids by the time you're 30, if you're not married and have kids by the time you're 30, yeah. you're done. Exactly. Fuck that. I disagree with that. Yeah. I do wholeheartedly. You heard it here first. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> I want to know, how do you feel that the industry has kept up with social? Because, you know, you probably were one of the first people really embracing Instagram. And I still yeah. feel like there's ebbs and flows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um how, like, the hair industry yeah. has kept up with it. I think that it's actually fascinating me at the moment because I think it's just changing so much, like I said before, with the rawness behind everything. So it used to be a perfect photo, mm. right? And a perfect video and this, that, the other. Now it's like you look at the people that are really successful 
And it's the complete rawness behind everything. It's literally just showing how you... Mixing the colour. Oh, my God. Putting the colour in. Putting the colour in. It's all education. And I feel like hair especially has boomed in the past, like, two or something years where I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I've got someone I know that's getting millions and millions and millions of views, likes, everything on TikTok, showing her consultation. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? And it's not even about hairdressers. No hairdresser wants to see that. Well, we do, but not really. It's everyone else. So it's taking you back that rawness. I'm very fascinated. And customer first. Exactly right. And I'm very fascinated with where it's heading at the moment and, and sort of how people are adapting to the change that's coming with, I think, also the younger generation that we were talking about as well, like the rawness yep. that's coming through. So, yeah, I find that really fascinating. Even hair colours. Like, you look at, um, there's an incredible hairdresser here in Adelaide called Belle. Yeah. And Pit she... Squeak. Yeah, Pit yeah. Squeak in Saigon. Like, she's yep. amazing. And she's booming because, again, rawness, TikTok, like, people are chaotic doing crazy colours and, like, all of this stuff. She's tapped into that. But also, no one one looks that good in pink hair except for Emma. Oh, my God. Emma is incredible, isn't she? She needs to be on a billboard. Like, she's insane. But again, Belle has always done that. She's been around longer than I've done my whole career. And she's just booming now. So it's funny how, like, you know, things just ebb and flow and go go with it and work with it. But again, just a woman staying true to what she loves and what she does, it just flows out naturally. Yeah, 100%. 100%. What's one thing that has surprised you about your time on social media over the past eight years? Because obviously you would have seen a lot of changes. Yeah, that people want to hear what I have to say. (laughs) People care. Like, When did you first realise that? Like, Did the penny just drop one day? Kind of, yeah. Like, I I think I posted something funny and then I had, I left my phone, just ignored it. You know when you just chuck your phone away and you're like, fuck it, I don't care. I went back and I was like, wait, what? And you I had, like, like this? Yeah. And then I looked at my stories and like all these people went through and, you know, were sending it to people. It was like thousands of people had viewed my story and I was like, what is going on right now? It's so bizarre. I think that was really shocking that people love my work, but like my personality. And I had a lot of insecurities growing up. So I think that that will, a lot of people are so scared to show their personality online. And I get that. But I think it's actually really helped me in every aspect of my life. I was just about to say, did that really help you with your confidence from Absolutely. an education point of view? Absolutely. Like I know, I now know that I'm, I can, I'm an incredible colorist, right? And I know my shit behind that. But I know that I've also got more to yeah. bring to the table. And the confidence that that gives you is untouchable almost. Yeah. It's like quiet confidence within yourself because you're like, ah, uh, you know, I'm a good person. I'm funny. Yeah. You know, like people gas you up. People hype you up. I've got hype girls online. They're literally, I just find your you. Find your tribe. And this is the yeah. thing, you know, I think when you accept and acknowledge that not everyone is going to like you, that's yes. that's not humanly possible, but find your, find, yeah. find your tribe. Yeah. Find the people that love you and will hype yeah. you up. Like they're the people that you need close to you. Yes. Not... You're always going to get negativity. Like, yeah. God, you know, if you're a dollar for every time someone says something shitty about you. Like, oh, what are you going to do? I'd be, I would be a millionaire. It would be yeah. great. But yeah. I like it. Also, another thing that I've noticed, like a big change in the industry with social media, it like has actually brought everyone closer together. So like our industry is very close. We're all besties. Yeah. And it used to be the complete opposite. It used to be so I think that's a generational thing. Yeah, do you reckon? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, because it's amazing. Like, literally on the weekend, I had coffee with, like, hairdressers that were from the UK that were just down. Oh, cool. And it's like, I just love 
Community over competition. Oh my God. Big one for that. That's like, that's my mantra. Yeah, babe. It's saved my life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel like it is so important, especially, especially being a business owner. Yeah. Because you can feel lonely, it's isolating. Hmm. So to bring that community close together is something that social media has massively done. So I feel like that's been great on our industry. But I love that because that's what social media was originally for. It's a creative community building tool. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like go back to your roots. Use it for how it's intended. What I love about Instagram is it's the easiest way to get in front of someone. You follow them, you comment, you like, you Mm. get a notification, you see that person's name. Yes. Exactly. Where else can you do that? Yeah, nowhere. Like Facebook nowhere. doesn't really work like that. Mm. LinkedIn, you just think they're trying to poach you for something or send you a job recommendation. Exactly. Like no one likes that or asking for a view to validate a skill or something. Yeah. I said this last night though. I was like, it's so beautiful and weird that I can literally have coffee with a girl that I've been talking to online yes. who lives on the other side of the world and now we're teeing up, catching up again on her end of the world. Like it's the, that's what it's for and it's actually really done its job, especially in the hair industry. And it's, you know, I have, I basically have social media to thank for where I'm at today. So it's, it's really done its job. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, everyone knows that I love social media, but it's nice (laughs) to have someone else in the room who loves it as much as I do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kirsty, thank you so much for your time. Honestly, you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you. Um, Any advice you would give to young hairdressers making their mark on social? I don't want this to come across as toxic at all, but fucking work your ass off. You are very lucky that you've got social media, you know, and it can really help you um, grow without needing to, you know, back in the day it used to be, I used to actually walk around and drop pamphlets yeah, off. Yeah, me too. In, yeah, in people's letterboxes, uh, on cars, everything. I used to do that on like a 40 degree day on a Saturday, sweating my ass off. You have it at your fingertips, yep. right? But it's still not going to come to you. No, you've you got to work for it. you got to work for it. As Kim Kardashian says... <laughs> Get off your ass and work. No. (laughs) Yeah, just, um, you know, be aware of of what you've got and work for it, but it will... And work with it. Work with it and it will always come back and help you in the long run. Business, everything, personal growth, everything. Life. Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you. As always, you can join our Facebook group, Digitalks, the podcast. Um, any questions for myself or for Kirsty? And as always, any guests that you'd like to uh, nominate tribute. Um, I've been overwhelmed with the uh, the amount of nominations I've been getting since we've kind of changed things up and had some amazing business owners. So this has been really cool. I hope you're liking the change. And until next time. <laughs>